tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. That's my level. Yeah. I guess I go ahead and speak my mind. The devil is alive, creeping from behind. Propaganda and scandals are one of a kind. But they know some shades, quick to close the blinds. Claim they missed it, as if they were frozen in time. But I'm professional, DeMar DeRozan with lines. Not speaking slam duckin', too short to grab the rim, but raw enough to put the funk in. Boy, I smash a pumpkin. Oh, Halloween, dressed up as MC3, cause ain't no future in your front end. Yeah, and that's how it is. In this crazy world, do your best to raise your kids, your little boys and girls, cause they are your true reflection. They strapped with a powerful mind for protection. That come free, homie, this ain't the free land. I just ask God to give me the strength to three men. This is your man, Brother Insight, back on another edition of the Insightful Hour. Y'all know we've been missing for the last week. Uh, we apologize. Uh, we took last week off. Um, but I have another another huge announcement that I want to make uh, at the end of the show. I don't want to spoil it right now, um, but that's what we're going to make, uh, that announcement here at the end of tonight's show. So we'll be looking out for that. Um, tonight, we have a very, very dope show planned for you guys. About a year ago, Myself and Sister Rilla, I'm going to get her in here in one second. We did a show, um, and we were talking about could big love possibly work as it pertains to our people in our community. 
and we was watching that TV show. Well, I wasn't watching it. She told me to watch it, and I ended up watching some episodes of season one, uh, basically, uh, of Big Love. Um, and we asked the question, could Big Love work for our people? Um, and that was a great show. We interviewed a sister who was from West Africa who was raised in that type of home where her father had three wives, and she talked about the ups and downs of being in that type of relationship uh, or in that, in that type of family, and I thought it was a great dialogue. So we bringing that show back to you tonight with part two, um, but the subtitle is The Queen's Sacrifice, and we have Brother Nasi uh, from, uh, from Brooklyn, New York, but he's down in Atlanta, Georgia now. He's going to be joining us here later on in the show, along with his two beautiful wives. I can't wait to uh, have an opportunity to discuss this subject matter with them I think it's very important that we have these conversations um, and that we look at things from a different standpoint because we look at things, you know, as the norm. And we, when we think about polygamy or, you know, um, you know, a polygyny, we think of, if we always have a, a negative connotation associated with it, and it shouldn't always be that way. So we're going to have an opportunity to speak to three young people who, um, you know, live in this type of situation. And they're they're very productive. They're 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 very forward thinking. Uh, I love the work that they're doing in in Atlanta. And uh, we have Brother Nasi here with us. Last year, um, he was here doing lectures uh, right after his debate with Sarah Sunseti. And um and, and the brother is very knowledgeable and very smart. He has a beautiful family, and we want to you know kind of pick his brain and kind of dive in to to his world, and so he can give us you know an opportunity to see what it's like. Um, being in that type of a situation, but I really think that this could this type of situation could help our communities without a shadow of a doubt. Because like I said on part one, we kind of practice it in the indirect way. We do it the wrong way, where a sister has four or five different baby mamas, or a brother have four or five different kids with six different women. So we kind of do it in the indirect way. But if we knew um, the power of it, it just changed our mindset towards it. Because a lot of times we always think negatively about it, but that's our show for tonight, so I'm very excited to have them joining us here shortly. But um, I've done enough talking to, as far as introducing tonight's show. Let's bring in my beautiful co-host coming from Shy City herself, Queen Rhythm, a.k.a. Ms. G. What's going on, beloved? Peace. Everything is good. How are you? Yes. I'm doing excellent. I'm doing excellent. I had a good time. I got to shout out my Aunt Gloria, a.k.a. slash cousin. She uh, gave me and my wife tickets last night to the Jazz Fest in Cincinnati. So we drove down from Columbus. It's only like an hour, 10-minute drive. And um, it was an excellent, excellent concert last night. We saw Avery Sunshine, Kim, uh, Jill Scott, and um, Frankie Beverly Mays. It was a beautiful, beautiful concert, a beautiful evening. Being in the building with, you know, over 40,000 beautiful black people, it was, a, it was a great sight and Great music, man. Real adult, grown folks music being played, and um, it was a great evening. So thank you to her, and safe travels to her and everybody that came down from Chicago and all over to the Midwest to come to the concert. But that was my weekend. How was your weekend? Um, It was pretty good. I um, still have um, some friends here from out of town that are coming over. I mean, it, it was actually a lot of stuff kind of going on. Um, and I have this uh, angry little preteen over here that don't want to do nothing <laughs> I want to do. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that's the struggle within itself. But it's, it's been a, a good weekend. 
That's what's up, man. You get off my boy Ross, man. Ross is a good kid. You don't want to do nothing. Mama don't want to do nothing. Ross want to get out and get adventurous and do something exciting. Mama probably just want to chill. I don't blame Ross for real. No, whatever. Anything I want to do, he don't want to do that. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to go. I'm just like, oh, you're such a lame. <laughs> I'm surprised he wanted to go see. He, we went to go see the Nas documentary. Um, that was last last weekend. <clears throat> I was surprised he wanted to go do that, but he likes Nas, so that was something he was he was okay with. Of course, of course, he liked Nas. That's the guy I'm seeing. That's good to hear, man. I'm glad I had a good time with that. But I'm waiting on Brother Nasi and his and uh, his wife to call in. And, and uh, while we're waiting for them, um, I want to just talk about some current events. And the type of current events I'm going to talk about is not going to be the norm. Um, I'm not going to talk about Donald Trump because we all know we talked about that before. That's a whole, you know what I'm saying, that's a joke in itself. He's basically laying out the red carpet for Jeb Bush. Um, we're not going to talk about what's going on down in Texas because I think a lot of times we – do too much talking about these types of things and, and the action doesn't follow. Um, but I want to talk about um, the summer and, and what are some productive things we can get into to close out the summer. Because as of right now, um, what happens is the summer, I won't say it's halfway over because it's, well, is it ha- are we at the halfway point? So it's maybe right at that point. But um I know parents are getting ready to get their kids back into school, and I'm always trying to think of exciting and different things that we can do with our children to keep them motivated before they get back to school, some things we can do together as family. So um, what's some things you you have, Sister Rhythm, and I think it's very important because you're an art teacher, you're in the arts, you're in the public schools back home in Chicago, and I think it's important that we continue to give these kids different things to do during the summer. That's why I was glad to hear your son went to a movie in the park, you know what I'm saying, to watch a, a great documentary about an artist like Nas. What's some other things we can uh, we can uh, experience with our children before, you know, the, the good weather leaves and uh, they get back at school? Um, well, I mean, I've been considering all of these little artsy things um, that I like to do. <laughs> So I don't know if they all like what to work, but um, I really I want him to before we go back um, to school to take uh, like an art class um, next month. He's been taking basketball um, or doing basketball things the whole summer, so you know I at least want to get the art stuff in there, some type of hands-on thing that I think he will enjoy and he likes photography so um that's what i'm looking into um you know just getting them into something that they wouldn't normally do um even in the regular classroom you know um check out a few museums possibly uh absolutely you know um and probably some some more shows because uh, it is a whole lot of different things going on um, that end up being free a lot of the times too. So, absolutely. And I want to invite you formally because I didn't. I, and we didn't. We didn't. We didn't talk this week. We text, but um, 
we're going to, uh, and I see Brother Nazi in here now, uh, and we're, we're, I'm going to be home Labor Day weekend, so that'll be um, right when most kids are going back to school, especially Chicago, because I know Chicago, we always went back the Monday, uh, the Tuesday after Labor Day. So we're going to, have you seen the Gold Pyramid, which is in uh, right outside of Gurney, Illinois, it's about 45 minutes from Chicago? Yeah, I've been there before. You going? Have you been there? Why did you never tell me about this place? One of my elders told me about it. Once. You got to go check it out. I could have sworn I told you about it. <clears throat> nah, I never went. So I'm excited. Uh, me and Yama and the boys are going to go. We're going to take some elders in the family. So we have about a, a group of about 15, 16 people that will be going. So just different things like that with the family. Um, they're going to do a uh, like a little presentation. I'm sure you already went, so you know. Uh, let us go around the pyramid and things of that nature. And I think it will be something fun to do with the family. So different things like that. And a lot of times we think having fun, doing something with our children always equates to a lot of money. And that's not the case. My sons are, are good at the fact that they don't take money. They just want to spend time with you. So if it's, you know, watching a movie or something on TV or going outside and, and just talking and just being with the children, and I think that's, some of the most important dialogues and the, the most important discussions we can have with our children and spending time with them. They just want to spend time with us. It's, we work so hard. We're always away from home. You know, brothers like myself doing, you know, radio shows, putting together lectures. The kids just want our attention and our time. So I think a lot of times we go over the top feeling guilty and trying to spend money and do these extra things when all they want is our time and our attention and some and some genuine love. So um, any good ideas, man, hit us up on, on Facebook, um, Diablo Morgan, Instagram, and Twitter, at Brother Insight, and hit up Sister Rhythm as well. Um, and we'll definitely share some of our tips with you guys as the summer uh, progresses. But uh, let me bring in our very special guest tonight, and then I'm going to allow him to introduce his wives. But um, this brother is no stranger to the show. This is actually his third time on the show. As I said earlier in the conversation, we brought him here, him and Minister Inky here last um, last April, they did a very powerful uh, presentation. They went on a three-city run um, between here, Columbus, Cincinnati, and Cleveland with our brother Lance Hampton up in Cleveland. And I had a chance to spend some time with his brother. And I always tell people, when I say this, I don't say it you know, lightly. I'm, I mean it with all my heart. This is one of the most solid brothers I've ever worked with in the capacity of dealing with people um, in the so-called conscious community, bringing people in to speak. Very, very solid brother, beautiful brother has a beautiful family and uh, a man who I consider a great friend and a brother I honor. So uh, let's bring in our very special guest, and then I'll let him introduce his wife, brother Nasi. What's going on, brother? How you feeling tonight? Brother Nasi, is that you, brother? 404-447? That's me, Atara. I'm not too sure if he's on the line. Um, okay. Um, one of my friends. How you doing, Diallo? Peace, beloved. How you doing? I thought that was your husband. That's not. That's not him. Uh, that's you. How you doing today? I'm well. How you doing? Great, great. It's an opera, It's a pleasure and an honor to have you on our show tonight. Um, and we can't wait to get you guys in and start this dialogue, man. How has your day been going so far? <laughs> it's been going well. That's one of my twins in the background. It's a little busy. Um, my schedule changed from, you know, um, when it was a couple months ago. But, you know, everything is blessed. And I'm definitely humbled to, to be a part of your show today. Absolutely. Now, how old are the twins? Because I see them getting so big and just pretty when not you and I see 
puts the pictures up on social media. How old are they now? They're a year. They turned a year in May. And they're wow. in that stage now exploring and getting into everything and walking and oh they they have me running around that but it's a blessing to have <laughs> that's what's up man they are so beautiful i can't wait to get to atlanta and see them for myself Thanks. man but it is it is so good to see the family continuing to grow and to prosper and to move forward it's, it's definitely a beautiful thing it's definitely a beautiful thing Thanks. so um so you said nasi is not with you right now no, he isn't. Um, he he. Hopefully, he should be getting on because I know he had to work today. I don't know if he told you he he got called in at the last minute, um, and okay. he had to work today. Um, but I'm gonna see if he can, if I can t- text him so he can get on his Bluetooth at least to 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 stick his head in for a couple minutes. Exactly. And then what about what about the sister? Is she there with you as well? Yeah, she she should be um coming in the house any minute now. Okay, cool. All right. So when we do this, uh, I'm going to take a quick song break and um, grab me a cup of water and, and then try and get a hold of Nasi and get her sister some time to get there, and then we'll get it started. Um, this is a song yeah, off of uh, Jill Scott. I'm sorry. They both had to work today, but uh, she should be on her way in the house, and he doesn't get up to 9 o'clock tonight. Okay, cool. That's fine. We'll definitely get it started, and, uh, you know, however it goes, it goes. I think it'll be cool. But uh, let's get into a quick song. We're going to get into this Jill Scott off of her latest album called Fool's Gold. Had a chance to see her rip the stage last night. Go get go get her new album called Woman. This is uh, Jill Scott with Fool's Gold. You'll listen to the Insightful Hour. Oh, silly me, my death, thinking that you'd stay. Played alone 
That was Miss Jill Scott with Fool's Go off of her latest album that just dropped this past Friday called Woman. Go pick it up. Support the beautiful queen out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is Brother Insight, and we are back on the Insightful Hour, and we have our one of our special guests joining us right now, and we're going to go ahead and get the conversation started. But before we do, I'm going to allow my co-host, Sister Rhythm, to greet the sister, and then we'll go ahead and get the show started. Go ahead, Sister Rhythm. Greetings, sis. Glad to have you on the show. Um, and I know we've been, we were trying to make it happen, so really glad that you were able to participate today. Because um, the last show that we had, we had the male perspective. So it would be really good to um, have a female uh, perspective uh, on this show. So thanks for being on the show. All right, Sister Tara, are you there? I'm I'm here. I just muted myself because of the twins, but I'm here. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and uh, get the first question out the way and get, get this interview started. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself before we start asking you all your personal business. Um, you know, where are you from? You know, um, tell us a little bit about yourself so we can kind of get an idea, if you don't mind. I got you. Well, um, my actual birth name is Atara Elazar. It is a biblical name given to me by my father. Um, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, um, oldest daughter of 16 children um, wow. by a woman, yes. <laughs> so um, my dad, he actually raised us in a polygynist atmosphere. So we were okay. raised with Two other mothers. Um, my mom, she mothered nine children, and my father's second wife, she had five children, and his third wife had two. Um, and I am the oldest girl out of the 16, and I have two other brothers older than me. Uh, currently, just, well, I, I've lived in New York my entire life. I just moved down here about four years ago. It was definitely a culture shock for me. I'm used to a fast life, running, running mm-hmm. here, running in the train, jumping on Metro North, jumping on the train station, you know, buses. But down here, it's totally different. It's slow. It's laid back. Everybody's polite. So it's so it's so different. But I, I actually <laughs> love it down here. Yeah, I love it. Down Absolutely. Here. Absolutely, and I agree, man. I, I'm from Chicago, so I'm hit. To, I'm used to the uh, the hustle and bustle of the city, but moving to Ohio, which is a, a lot slower, it, it's it's a calmer pace, and I think it's a better place to raise children and raise a family as well. So I definitely agree I, with you about you know, the slowdown. Definitely, my boys. I, I I'd rather raise my boys in the south. Um, I personally think it's it's more uh, more manners down south. A lot of people, uh, they they live old school down south. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I I would rather keep my boys down here. Up north is just so fast and oh my god, it's scary yeah. at the same time. I I want to hold on to my babies. <laughs> exactly. Well, my first question to you is: since B, I'm glad you kind of uh, gave us the backdrop of your past. Being that you were raised in the in, in the type of household, uh, just to, to, for the sake of the conversation, I would have to use the word religion is home, um, is that something that you saw for yourself or was it something that you said, you know what, 
I don't see how my mom and, and, and my dad's other two wives do this. I would never put myself in this type of situation. What was your outlook on, you know, as, as a young lady, as a young girl, as a preteen, because uh, your sisters had a dream, I want to be married, I want Mr. Wright to sweep me off my feet. What was your thinking like when you were a young girl, being that you was raised in the environment? Well, you know what? To be honest, I growing up, I, I didn't like it. Um, number one, because it 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 was done differently when I was a kid. Um, the mothers and the wives they didn't get along, and it was wow. always tension. It was always tension because, um, you know, polygynous is not for everyone. So for mm-hmm. them to have to deal with it because of the, the sake of the children, the sake of marriage itself. Um, most most of the time, it was kind of scary and kind of I didn't understand it. I'm like, okay, so so I have two mommies, I have three mommies, and I have two or three siblings that are the same age as me, and I don't understand why. And then, you know, it was kind of difficult to understand. So I was like, no, no, I can't see myself growing up and and sharing my husband. I can't do that. So, um, growing up, I, I was I was against it growing up. I totally was completely against it growing up um, until I understand. Um, until I was able to understand the concept of polygyny and why polygyny is practiced. Um, a lot of people think, well, it's just free sex. I mean, you can get sex, and I'm being I'm being straight up. You can get sex from anybody. You don't have to be in a polygynous relationship to get sex from multiple partners. Um, but but it's an understanding of, of nation building, and um, um, it's more so for the female than the male. I say that because, again, the male can get, his thrills from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, for the woman, it's more so beneficial because it's more women out there to men. The ratio between men and women is more women than men. Not only that, there are not that many strong men out there for women to grab hold to. So when there is a man that is holding down his family, holding down his wife for some odd years, and holding down his uh, his family and taking care of whatever he has to take on the house. And then this woman that don't have this man, she's going to, gra- you know, naturally gravitate to that man. Why? Because there's, there's, a, there's a lack of men in in the world at it, as, as it. Um, so it's more of a beneficial, I think, for the woman. It takes the stress off a woman not having to run home and cook and clean and take care of children and having to be at work and not stressing herself about what she's got to do when she's get home. You, these women or the two wives or how many wives that these men that's practicing polygyny have, they can play different roles in the house. So, and and me understanding it allowed me to accept polygyny um, as a practice because it's, it's so much easier. Uh, me and my sister wife, we do so much together um, and it takes, it takes the stress off of my husband and takes the stress off of me and my sister wife as well because we play different roles in the house. Um, but trust and believe, I didn't like it at first. The only thing I was thinking about was sharing my man. I'm like, no, it's so much, so much deeper than sharing him. Um, so I definitely understand it more now and accept it. Mm. Wow. And, and I'm glad you said that because the the first thing I was looking to hear was what changed you, what made you, you know, look at it differently. And when you accepted it, you know what I'm saying? Um, is this something that you're glad that you considered and that you're now being a part of now that you have 
a, a beautiful sister wife and a beautiful husband and 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 and, and beautiful children because all of the children are beautiful. Is it something that you're glad you were able to rethink and um and make that decision for yourself and not do it because your mom or your dad did it? Oh no, definitely I made the decision for myself. Um, because like I said, it's 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 so much easier for you to call home and be like, if I mean, if your sister wife is, is a is a stay at home mom or or if she have a different work schedule, it's so much easier to say, well, listen, uh, sis, I forgot to take the chicken out. Can you do this? Or sis, I have this appointment tomorrow. Can you take the kids to the doctor so I can stay at work a little late? Or I'm gonna be running a little late. Can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? It's so much easier. It's so much easier um, on both the the wives and the home. Um, so it, it, I I I took it to, it, I took it to say well you know it's it's a bigger help for me and my sister wife. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Help. I'll let my co-host Sister Rilla go ahead. Uh, go ahead with your question, sis. Okay. Um. Now, I mean, I I didn't grow up in that type of relationship, but you know, after my father passed, um. I mean, there were a lot of things that actually happened during my childhood where there were secrets, you know what I'm saying? And um, to me, it made more sense to just really be open about it. Like, after he passed, we I found out I could possibly have a brother, you know, which brings a whole lot more drama into the situation. And growing up in America or this, with this Western mentality, Women are always um, in the frame or usually in the frame of mind of, like what you said, I, I don't want to share my man. When, I mean, in actuality, even if you aren't in a polygamous relationship, um, you still could be sharing him and not even know because those things are not necessarily in the open because of how um, emotional the situation can be. Um, and we grow up thinking that... Our relationships are only supposed to be monogamous um, when that might not necessarily be true. And you're right, it's not for everybody. Um, I guess the question that I want to ask is um, how, like, <clears throat> if I guess you can explain how how that he, uh, because I do, I understand the sisterhood thing because we definitely need help in all of that. Um, but like, how does that work emotionally? Maybe for some people who like, or okay, maybe I can just come out and ask this: Are are you the first wife or the second wife? And then how does that um how might that affect the relationship emotionally? Well, I came in second, so I am the second wife. Um, emotionally, I I can be frank with you, a woman. Me personally, I, um. I came in with, uh, I would say I came in open-minded because, like I said, I, I, I was raised in a, in a polygamous relationship. Um, it kind of helped me being a second wife because the first wife, she was open-minded as well. She wasn't closed-minded to say, well, you know what, um, I've been with my husband 14 or 15 years at the time, and um I'm good enough for him, and nobody's coming afterwards. She actually wanted a second wife. Mm-hmm. She wanted a second wife in the, in the mix to help out, um, to help out because, like I said, it's so much it's 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 so much easier on a wife 
that have uh, children, that had bills, that had a house to take care of, and most importantly, have a husband to take care of, because you and I both know men are a handful, especially when they get sick. It's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we do it? So it is so much more help when you have someone that are understanding and open-minded um, with, with practicing polygyny. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I didn't come in with that frame of mind of, well, I'm going to come in and take her man and I'm going to take him to myself. No, I came in open-minded. I came in to a already structured family and we sat down and we talked and, and that's one thing that I, I think that helps out, actually help and continue to help us out a lot. We uh, communicate a lot. We have a lot of meetings. We sit down and we talk and uh, we're not allowed to go to bed angry. We're not allowed to sit down and uh, 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 our feelings and, and thoughts bottled in. Um, Naki is very uh, open-minded to the point where he would sit down and listen to his wife tell him what's on their mind and what's bothering them. And what can he do to make things better or to, to, to heighten the, the relationship and to make keep the fire lit? It's it, 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 it's it's so much helpful when you have someone that that a man that is willing to sit down and listen to his wife, because um, most men out there are just like uh, you're a woman. You sit down. You're a piece of you're just a piece of flesh, and that's it. You do what I say. But uh, not in this case. We we all sit down and listen to each other. Uh, me and my sister wife we get along so well that we. Uh, almost like two peas in a pod. And I see sometimes feels like that we're ganging on him because we agree with so much. And it's like, it's like God's gift to him because we get along so well. Um, and it, it, that's one of the most important things I think that helped me um, as a female not even get into a jealous rage or even my my sister wife getting to, get, to feel any type of jealousy between um and in the relationship because we we get along so well and we understand each other and we communicate a lot. So that, that's, that's what really helped us out. Well, help, that, that's what really helps the relationship, keeps the relationship strong. I feel like you got to follow up, Sister Rena, so I go back, I go back to you, Sister Rena, so that was a great answer she gave. I'm sorry, did I answer your question, yeah, yeah, you did. Um, I don't know why you think I have a follow-up, but I can ask another question. Um, oh, no, Okay. Uh, I mean, well, because that actually makes a, a, a lot of sense, you know. And, I mean, I always, because I've, I've studied things about it, never really met any couples in person to be able to study as far as that goes, like, you know, how their relationship works. But um, I definitely see the importance in it, um, especially um, when it really, when it was done a lot by our ancestors and, I mean, even now, even being practiced now. Um but and I guess that's that's one of the things that I've always thought about. Um how like how would I react if I was the first wife or the second wife, you know? What because I, I always thought myself like, no, I'd have to be the first wife. Um, but I know that, you know, depending on 
your background. That's not necessarily true. That's how um, for other people, you know, that's um, that's how they end up in the situations that they are in because they are open-minded and accepting. And when we, like in watching that uh, about the Mormons and Big Love, you know, there was um, there was a lot of Western thinking that went along with um, their relationship. So that's kind of like where the drama came in. You know, the second wife was the manipulative one, and she wanted all of his time, even though she grew up in a situation where there were a lot of sister wives. So she knew about this. It's just that she decided she wanted to have what everybody else had in the monogamous world and and not um, be forthright a lot of times, you know. So it's really good to see that 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 it happens and it definitely works out for people. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I'm actually asking the question because I'm just stating more comments, but... Um, <laughs> As, I guess as far as the children go, like, do they call? So both of you, um, like, when you had that confusion when you were growing up, like, how much more clear is it for you all's children? Well, we were able to sit down and actually uh, talk to them, but we really had minimum amount of explaining to do because um, being raised in this way of life that we live, it's kind of like, um, a little bit more understanding to them as it was to us because um, me growing up, again, it was just I can have as many as women as I want and that's that. Um, but as the way we raised our children, we actually sat down and explained to them the benefits and also the disadvantages of polygyny. We kind of have a better understanding uh, growing up uh, as, far as, um, as much as I did as, as a kid growing up. So um, the only down, the only downside and the uh, few hurdles that we have to overcome with the children, um, just explaining to them as far as like respect wise and okay, well, even though this is not your biological mother, she's still an she's still an adult and you have to respect her the same way you would respect me and vice versa. Um, and it wasn't really that hard to it wasn't really that hard to explain to them because most of our children are the same age. Um, I came into this marriage with four children. So um, my four children have children in this family. Well, and, and Nazi's Nazi children and my children were um, some, are some of the same age. So they kind of gelled us together and clicked as soon as we became a family. So it wasn't really that hard for them to, um, to understand. So. And you know what? Really I think one I think one thing that you said that was very important. I think one thing that you said that was very important is how respectful you were when you came into the home. Um, my question I want to ask you is, is is basically coming off of that uh, that statement that you made. When you look at Brother Nasi and 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 your sister wife, their family was already set up. Their family structure was already set up. What attracted you not only to Nasi but to the sister wife and to the way that their family structure was set up? to make you want to not only be a part of the family, um, but to bring your already four children you had in and then to create, you know, 
the two beautiful twins you have is, is to continue to create. What made you want to join with the family and, and create what you guys have created, which I think is beautiful? Well, my sister wife, Rofania, she is one of the one of a kind. She's very open-minded and very accepting into a, a lot of things. She'll sit there and she could be going through a lot of stress, and you won't know, you you won't be able to see. And she'll listen, and and she's very blunt, open-minded. Um, she'll sit there and explain to you what she wants and how she wants it done. Um, she, she's not the type of woman that um, not selfish. She's very like I said, she's very open-minded. She's very unselfish. Um, and when we spoke, when we spoke initially about not uh, be looking for a second wife, me and her got got to know each other closer and faster than um, me and Nasi did, because this is something that she wanted, and this is something that she um, accepted already in her heart. It wasn't nothing that she had to overcome, or it wasn't nothing that Nasi brought to her and say, "Well, listen, um, I'm bringing this woman to you." and this is going to be your sister wife, and you have to accept it. No, this is something that she wanted. This is something that she accepted. This is something that she prayed for. This is something that she told Nasi. Listen, you want wow. a second wife? God, her, this is God is going to send her to you. And bam, thank God it happened, and, and we quit. Was never a time that um, we had any differences or confrontations, any arguments. And a lot of people may, a lot of people come to us and say, well. Come on, what's really going on in the home? You guys really get along that well? And I kid you not, we really do. Why? Because we're both, me and Ro, we're both understanding. We'll sit there and we'll tell each other, okay, well, Ro, no, you can't do that. And she's like, okay, well, you know, we, we, we dialogue so well. And, and I think we think a lot so much that we think the same that it's, it's never really a conflict between us. So um, what made it help easier, again, is uh, Rofania being so open-minded. And understand that. Mm. And you know what? I believe you, sis, because in, in having conversations with Nasty, man, he said, man, it was definitely ordained by, by God because of the way you two, you know, work with each other, the, the cohesiveness that exists in the home. He said, man, it's unbelievable. He's like, I don't have to deal with some of the things that other brothers have to deal with when, you know, when they, when they, you know, when you bring another you know, spouse into the home. He's just, it's just unbelievable. So it just let, and like I told him, I said, man, the reason why it's that way is because you did it the right way, man. You and your wife prayed for, for, for you in particular, and you came, you know what I mean? And that's why you guys are being blessed abundantly with the beautiful family that you have. Now, my next question is, um, when you look at the family structure and the way that the family, the way your family in particular is set up uh, so strategic, do you think this lifestyle that you guys have created is something that can be replicated and that can help save our people. Because when I look at our people, when I say our people, I'm talking about black and brown people, not only here in America, but all over the world, especially in the mother continent and, you know, certain places in South America, is this lifestyle something that can help us? Because like, like I said, we practice it in the indirect way when you have brothers and sisters that have multiple baby mamas and baby fathers you know what I mean? Um, and if we could do it in a cohesive way like you guys are doing it, basically like, like you know, like it's, you know, laid out scripture-wise in, in, in the Bible, do you think this is something that can be effectively uh, uh, duplicated to help save our families? Because we have a lot of broken families, and we know that, you know, sisters outnumber us brothers by 
crazy proportions, especially in the, down in Atlanta where you're at. I think it's like 14, 16 to 1 now. I know back in the day when I was in college, it was like 6 to 7 to 1. And we was running to Atlanta back in the 90s, but I heard it's even even higher now. Do you think this is something that could kind of change our people's conditions as it, as we uh, talk about, you know, building better families? Um, I, I can say yes and, and no at the same time because, first of all, the awareness of policing has to be understood first. Um, and if our women are so weak-minded and so um, self-centered and so and filled with so much self-esteem issues, policing is not going to help everyone. Um, we have to better understand the concept of polygyny first before even saying, well, you know what, polygyny is going to help the nation. Um, because if we don't understand it, uh, men and women could abuse polygyny. Definitely abuse it. Mm-hmm. Especially, they'll abuse it. Oh, wow, I can have more than one. Oh, that's fine. Let me have one here in area code 404. Let me have one down in area code 904. Well, God said I could do it. Hey, shoot, my forefathers did it. Let me do it. But you're, doing, you're going about it the wrong way. There, there, mm-hmm. there are steps. Okay to polygyny. If you're in this marriage for 10, 15 years and you feel, well, dang, I want to do what this brother's doing, you have to perfect your relationship with God first, first and foremost. That's right. Because That's your, right. Relationship, your, your relationship with your wife, whether it's monogamous or polygynous or polyandrous, whatever relationship you're in, if you don't have a perfect relationship with your maker, you're not going to have a relationship, a, a good relationship with your with your spouse, because your relationship with your spouse reflects your relationship with God. So if you don't have a perfect relationship with God, polygamy is not going to help. And as you can see, we mm. we are living in a we are living in an evil world. Everybody's so evil to each other, and that yes. that mirrors your relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, polygamy can't help you. And it won't help you. Why? Because you're going you're to go into polygyny evil, lying, sneaky, coming up with the second and third baby parent, baby mothers or second and third children. And then later on down the line, your wife finds out, not you tell her, your wife finds out. And that's, that's, that's just messy. It's going to be messy. Why? Because you're not in good, you're not in good standards with your maker. So I think per- personally, if that person is not incoherent with themselves with the maker, Religion can't help. On the other hand, if you're uh, religious, if you're spiritual, and you're in tune with the, the Creator, you can ask the Creator for what you want. He'll give it to you. You pray for what you want if He's needed. If you just want it just because, oh, I, I want it because I see uh, John Philippe down the block. He has three wives and it's working for him, so I want it too. But if you don't need to have two wives, you're fine with the wife that you have. Then what's what's the point of you praying for something that you don't need? A lot of men just do it just because, just because. Now, granted, you 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 may not you you may you may need a second and third wife, or you may need a second wife. First, perfect the wife that you the relationship that you have first. Perfect that, because you don't want to bring a, a second person in or a third person in, and your relationship with your first or second wife is still shaky. That's gonna make it worse. Your wives are gonna see that you're treating this second or third woman better than you used to treat them. You're taking her place and you're buying her roses and they're looking like, dang, you ain't never did that for me. So I, mm-hmm. I, I think I actually think that you, you number one, you have to be in tune with your creator, your maker with God. Number two, you have to 
perfect your relationship with your first wife or second wife before bringing in someone else. This is not going to work. Absolutely. I think that's a beautiful answer. And I think that's something that a lot of people really need to take heed before they start saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. If you're not seeking, you know what I'm saying, you know, the creator for anything that you're trying to obtain in life, then you're you're setting yourself up for faith. So what the sister said that stuck out to me was asking the creator for what you want and and waiting for it to manifest if you're doing the things, you know, um, to make it happen. So I I totally agree, man. I totally agree with that. Uh, Go ahead, Sister Rhythm, with your next question before we take uh, take another break. Okay. Um, What advice um, would you give, I guess, women that are um, considering um, being in this type of relationship, um, especially coming from, you know, a, I guess a monogamous uh, way of thinking. Um, you know, <clears throat> and I know you said that we should all be open-minded um, and, you know, the relationship between, like, the relationships really have to be intact in order for it to really work. But um, what, like, emotional advice could you give um some women on um being able to handle uh, a relationship like like this i personally and i'm gonna be frank with you i don't i don't like uh messing around my answers i would tell any woman that are uh thinking about it is to get rid of or try to get rid of any self-esteem issues that you may have because you may have a lazy eye or some women may not be uh, filled physically fit. Some women may have acne. Some women may have clean teeth. And if your husband finds someone that's prettier than you, younger than you, uh, physically fit, more physically fit than you, your self-esteem is going to take over. That's going to bring in jealousy. That's going to bring in envy. That's going to bring in hatred. And then your relationship with your husband is going to sour. And your relationship with your sister wife is going to take a turn for the worse. Why? Because you're battling your self-esteem issues. So if you can overcome your self-esteem issues and say to yourself, well, listen, this is me and I love me for who for me. And um, I'm going to give my husband 100% for who I am, not worrying about somebody else coming behind me. And polygyny is going to work. Uh, that's going to work. So my, my first answer to anyone who is seeking to get into a polygyny relationship is get over, try to get over your self-esteem issues. Wow, that's powerful right there. Because at the end of the day, as you said, we all have our flaws, we all have our shortcomings. Um, but, you know, and, until we get over it, it can cause some sticky situations, especially in, in, a, in a polygamous, you know, situation, man. I definitely agree with that. But let's take a quick right. song, song break, and then we're going to come right. back and we're going to continue our conversation with our very special guest, Sister Tara. We really appreciate it. And uh, this is the insightful hour. This next song we're going to get into is um, by my man Kendrick Lamar, and this is called Complexion, kind of touching on what we were just talking about. So we'll be right back on the insightful hour. I'm with this complexion. Two steps, Complexion don't mean a
system on the sun Give a fuck about your complexion I know it's the German sun Sneak Sneak me through the back window I'm a good field nigga I made a flower for you Out of cotton just to chill with you You know I go the distance You know I'm ten toes down Even if that's a listener Cover your ears He about to mention Complexion First a million times with complexion. Magnificent, call all the sisters queens. We all on the same team. Blues and pyros, no colors ain't a thing. That is Complexion by Kendrick Lamar from his Barefoot Babies with no Owls. That is Kendrick Lamar with Complexion from his very dope album to Pimp a Butterfly featuring the female MC Rhapsody, one of the dopest in the games right now out of North Carolina. This is your brother Insight. We are back on the Insightful Hour with my co-host, Sister Rhythm. 
and we are joined by Sister Atara, who has given us some great information and great insight. Um, what it's like being inside of a polygamous home here in the 21st century, and everything that this sister is sharing with us is right on point. And um, I think it's a breath of fresh air to see um, this type of a family as we still wait for uh, possibly Brother Nasi and her sister wife to have an opportunity to call, and they are working holding it down. So we appreciate your time and um, for for spending it with us this evening. But um, my question to you, sister, is going into the next part of the conversation. It is 7 o'clock, so we'll probably spend another 15, 20 minutes with the sis, depending on if Brother Nasi and and our sister wife are able to come in. I don't want to hold her too long. I know she has the beautiful twins she has to attend to. But my next question is, when you look at your family structure, and we talked about, you know, what the family structure is like, uh, what's expected, you know, the, the the roles you and your sister wife play and brother Nasi and the children. When you look at that and you see how beautiful it is, and we talked about is it is it duplicatable? Yes, it is. And then, you know, you, you gave a two-part answer, which I agree with. If we change the people's minds, it's something that can be, you know, attainable for us. Um, what type of mindset would need to be changed for our people to see not only the value in it, but to see how it can change, uh, it could potentially change, I shouldn't say change, but potentially change the plight that we find ourselves here in in, in the hells of North America? Well, I I personally think that um, the nation is very selfish. Um, I I think chivalry is definitely, it's gone. Uh, Giving and not expecting something back is gone. Uh, a lot of people don't live like that anymore. A lot of people are very selfish, and they only think one track mind. What can I get out of it, or what am I getting back? Um, a lot of people don't think to say, well, you know what, I'm going to um, bring a sister in, or I'm going to accept this sister coming in. Why? Because it's not that it's, it's very few men out there for her. She may jump into another relationship, and it may be a sour one. But being that I have a man that's holding me down, that's holding my children down, holding my other sister wife down, you know, maybe I'll, I'll allow, not allow it, but I'll accept the fact that she's looking for the same, the same in the man that I, that, 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 that I, that I have. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, be, be definitely being selfish, uh, definitely can't be selfish in a polygynous relationship because uh, definitely want your sister or potential woman to want or to have what you want. And you want the same for her. You don't want anything different, anything um, less for her. Um, so definitely being selfish. It's definitely it's not going to work out if you're selfish or things that thinking in terms of, well, uh, I'm not ready for him to have a, another wife or second wife. Why? Because um, I miss and I'm mad, and he may give her all this time, and I can't believe he's looking at some other women. No, uh, we we got to kind of we got to kind of get out of that. Um, initially coming into this relationship, even before being in this relationship, I kind of thought along those lines, I can't be with a man that's looking at another woman. Well, you got to get over it. Why? Because even in monogamous relationships, men are going to look at other women. Not that he wants Absolutely. to be with her, but just some, he's, he's a man, and, and that's what men do. Even men that are saying, well, no, I'm a one-woman man, and I would never do that to my wife. I'm going to give my wife all my attention. Yeah, but when uh, Beyonce and Nicki Minaj and the only woman get on the TV, you you look because that's what men do. Mm-hmm. Even when 
walking down the street, you look, and, and not to stray away from the question, but that's what men naturally do and do that. So women, I, I, I think that we should just get out of, uh, try to get out of being selfish uh, and want what we want for others, what we want for ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the key, man. The, the selfishness that's been embedded in us with Western culture, in my opinion, is the main reason. One, not, not that we won't do it. I don't expect everybody to do it. And honestly, I don't think it's for everybody. Everything isn't for everybody. But I think the, the, the mindset that has been, you know, created by Western culture um, is the reason why we won't even consider it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, Look at look at the plight of our communities. Look at the broken families and the broken homes. Can we at least have a civil, grown folks dialogue about this to see and, and weigh the pros and the cons and see if it's something that we should really consider? You know, I don't think it could ever happen, you know, with my generation. Um, I think my children's generation and the generation to come after them has an opportunity for something like this to, to be, you know, to be normal. But... It starts with the proper education. It starts with the, the, the things that we're talking about on tonight's show being given to the children so they can have an understanding of what, of what it consists of, what it works, you know, how it functions, and the benefits from it. You know what I mean? Like everything that you're saying tonight is not rocket science. It's very practical. It, it works for you all. Um, it's a great, great, healthy, sustainable relationship because I know the relationship that I have when I see, you know, echoes that, you know what I'm saying, the things that he has shared with me, you know, in, in private and even some things on the show in the past. So um, it's very, very attainable. But breaking down that wall of making it something that our people can have a serious conversation about is, is a whole nother topic in itself, you know what I mean? So I just appreciate people like like you and the sister wife and brother Nasi for being open and to seeing the, the, the fruits of your label, that to seeing that you guys are being very, um, um, uh, you're being blessed with this year that you guys have created. And um, I'm just happy, you know, to see that it, it, it comes to light and, to, and that it comes to fruition. And on top of that, you guys are young. You guys are all in your 30s. It's not like you're 40, 50, 60 years old. You guys are young and you're doing it at a, at a high level. And it's, you know, it's, it's so admirable, man. I, I, I tell people, you know, if this is something you really want to look at and you really want to consider, these are the types of people you need to surround yourself with, pick their brains, you know, have an opportunity to discuss every aspect of the relationship that you can because, you know, the information that you guys are going to share is going to be invaluable. So I appreciate that. Um, so go ahead, Sister Rhythm. I'll let you ask the next question. And um, before Sister Rhythm asks a question, the chat room is jumping. If y'all have any particular questions y'all want me to ask the sister, uh, put them in the chat, and I'll uh, I'll start asking you guys as questions. We have a few that I want to get to off of Facebook as well. But go ahead, Sister Rhythm, what's your next question? Okay. This was actually a question that was um, asked to me in order to ask. Um, like, so what, um, I guess, uh, do you get any pushback from, like, your relatives or, like, uh, what do people that are that you are related to that might not understand it. I mean, I know you said you kind of grew up like that, so you might not, but I don't know about um, you know, the other wife. Like um how do your how do your relatives react to um, 
your situation? Like, are they supportive or do they have, you know, the, I guess, maybe typical monogamous things to say about it? Well, to be honest, uh, my sister wife, she too was raised in a polygynous uh, family household. Her father also had uh, a second wife, so she was raised in it as well. Um, we do kind of get uh, stares and looks at, at, at people in, in, in our community. But um, once they see that we don't have any gripes, we don't fuss with each other, we don't we don't have any arguments, Christ, you know, they they applaud it because they say, well, you know what, if it was working for them, I'm 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 loving it. You you have a lot of people in our congregation that say, well, you know, I could never do polygyny, but you guys are the best. I, I love watching you guys uh, work together, and we we act like we're blood sisters, like we 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 can't fight, not really fight, but we bicker about small things and people look at it as being cute because we get along so well. Um, so um, we don't get too many, uh, too many negative comments about, about our relationship because we make it work so well. Um, my parents, my parents, they actually, um, they know my sister wife and they know my husband and they're all for it because I, it, it's, it's no negative vibes coming from our relationship. So we really don't get any type of um, uh, backlashes from our family at all. Kind of working well in our favor. Because most of our families are, grew up, they, they, they're in this way of life and they actually uh, have practiced or continue to practice uh, polygyny. Wow. That's dope. Yeah, I hope I answered Let's go. Question. Let's go to the chat room. They got a couple of She answered your question, really? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. And I forgot okay. I had the phone on mute myself. So I'm like, yes, no, yes. Oh, good. my God. Sorry. All right. No, that's cool. I have a question from the chat room. Um, and, and the sister wants to know, um, the way that your marriage is set up, is it any uh, room for changes to be made? And her, the, the, the change that she's mentioning in, in the chat room is, would it be okay for you or the sister wife um, to maybe bring in a man or look at polundry, which is a totally different thing than what you guys have set up? But the way your marriage is constructed, are changes like that uh, something that can be brought on the table and discussed? You mean for the woman to have another husband, another man in their yeah. life? Yeah for, yeah, for you or the sister wife to bring in another man in, 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 into the equation with Brother Nazi. Oh no, no, not not no. Nazi's an alpha male, and as um in our in our way of life, that is totally against the law. Um, never, never once, not even in the Old Testament, New Testament, have you read a woman have two husbands? It, it's not written. It's nowhere. I, I I don't know. I don't care what book you bring up in any religion. You've never read a woman that has two husbands. You you would you would very seldom see a man that have two wives, but never see a woman that have two husbands because that's confusion. That would be confusion. Confusion. Suppose you have two alpha males. Who who's gonna be? Who are you gonna? Who's the wife gonna listen to? Uh, suppose mm-hmm. the wife get pregnant, have to get a, a paternity test, and who's the daddy? And who's gonna be the alpha male? And who is this child gonna listen to? And it's just too much confusion for um, a woman to even think about having two men in their life. Um, so right. and, that, and that's definitely against our way of life. So so no, that's definitely not a thought for me or my sister wife. And I can speak for her on this 
it's definitely not a thought for us to uh, have thought about bringing in another man. <laughs> and that's the first Absolutely. time I've ever had posed to us. But um, on the other hand, with um, Nasi bringing in another woman, that has been discussed with us. And he's actually courting someone right now. And we're getting to know this sister, and she's a very sweet person. Um, we're getting to, you know, getting to know this person. We definitely have to get to know this person and know this person in and out because um, bringing in someone is not just buying a pair of shoes. You have to make sure this person gels with the family. Um, so far, so good. But, again, you have to, in general, if you're seeking to bring someone in, if you're already practicing polygyny, make sure you know this person. You don't want to bring someone in that damages the chemistry of the house, damages the structure of the house, or bring anyone in with a, a selfish mind. I'm coming in to take your man from you, and we're going here, and we're doing this alone. And no, we're a family. We do everything together. Not everything, but we do a majority of the things together as a family. So, uh, Wow. <laughs> that is beautiful because you just I just thought of a thousand new questions since you just gave us that bit of information. Um, wow, that's beautiful. So you guys are looking to possibly be adding to the family. I think that's beautiful. Um, and, and, and let me just comment on the whole polundry thing as well. And I got, I, I, I won't say I got into it. We had a discussion on the meme that we created for the show with you two beautiful sisters on it as we was, you know, talking about the show, promoting, making sure people were listening uh, today. Um, and, you know, the first thing a lot of sisters bring up is, well, what about polundry? Can I have four and five husbands, da 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 And I'm like, I'm sure you can. It's out there, you know what I'm saying? However, and I even know in some cultures it's been practiced in the past. However, when you look at it, I'm, and see, that's the thing with me. I'm only concerned about my people. I, 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 and the people may frown upon that statement or dislike me for it, but I can care less. I'm worried about me and my people only. When I look at our people, the numbers, women to men, is crazy, crazy high when you look at the amount of women it is to women, all right? Because a lot of the brothers, let's just keep it 100, a lot of the brothers are dead, you know what I'm saying, whether it's that violence that we commit amongst ourselves or it's the violence that the police, you know what I'm saying, is is, is afflicting upon us, whatever. A lot of the brothers dead, a lot of the brothers are in jail, and then you in Atlanta, so you know a lot of the brothers is gay. They're not even checking for, for sisters. So that yeah. right there, and plus, and plus, all through our history, it's always been a higher number of women to men anyway. So when you look at today's time, that's why the numbers are so skewed because of the fact that brothers are dead in jail or gay. So that alone right there, to me, would knock polundry out the box. Second, and that's the same thing I brought up when the sister was asking about it. I say, well, if a sister has five husbands, how does she even know who's the, the child's father? And the first thing the sister says, well, that's not important. If the child is going to be loved by all five fathers. I said, yeah, that's true. I said, but you have to look at genetics. You know what I'm saying? Something may be passed down to that child from the father, and if they don't know who the father is, so how do they know how to check to see if that child can be afflicted with something? You know what I mean? So it's it's a lot of different things. And, and of course, sisters say, well, you're a man. Of course you're going to say that. You just want to be the one that can have the multiple wives. And I look at it from a standpoint of not even being sexual because me and I see we've had this conversation in the car in New York, here in Ohio several times, and sex never was even brought up. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not about sex all the time. And I think a lot of people' mind and it's, it's so clouded and jaded to where, you know, you're thinking you're living in the Western world, you have a Western mentality to where or you can think about it, sex, and it's not even totally about that. You know what I mean? So 
I'm glad that you, you know, you know, gave the answer you gave because it, it aligns up with everything that me and, and Nancy already spoke about, and I think it's very true. Now, the fact that you guys are looking to add to the home, um, when you look at this, this sister that, that, that Brother Nancy is currently courting right now, um, do you see a lot of yourself in her, or do you see a lot of your sister wife in her? Because I think it will be important, and I'm just, you know, outside looking in, I think it will be important to bring somebody in that you kind of see yourself in, that, that you can kind of have that mirror, that way you can see she's going to fit. She's going to, you know, make this transition seamless as if it never happened. Do you see a, a little bit of yourself in, uh, or a little bit of sister wife in, in uh, the, uh, the sister that he's currently courting right now? Yes. Uh, it's, it's scary because she's kind of like uh, a mini-me. She's wow. kind of, she's, she's almost exactly like me. And it's kind of scary for him because he, <laughs> he doesn't think he can. He doesn't think he can handle two of me. <laughs> but she's 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 much more subtle. I'm 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 kind of like I'm, I'm older. I'm, I'm you know I know what I want. And she's younger. She she's kind of more pliable, more to work with. I'm not saying that any anything is impossible, but she's kind of she's kind of like me. She's, she's a lot like me, so um, that makes it that makes it really good. Um, she understands this way life. She understands collisioning, uh, so it's not it's not tough. It, w- it won't be tough uh, for the uh, the transition at all. Absolutely. And then I have another question from the chat, um, and this is a good question right here. Um, being that polygamy technically is not you know um, uh, quote unquote legal as as we look at the United States government, how do you guys you know get through that type of a red tape? to, you know, make sure that your marriage is, I won't say legal because, of course, the, the, of the U.S. isn't, you know, honoring it, but how do you guys go through that red tape since, quote, unquote, polygamy is not, you know, looked at as being legal in this country? Um, I don't know if I understand your question, but if if you're asking if, uh, as far as, like, being legally married on paper? Correct, right, right. To be acknowledged by the, the state of Georgia and the United States government. Well, I, I personally don't think marriage is about paper. I think it's about... Oh, sorry. Hold on. Sorry about that. Um, no, 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 you're good. I, 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 don't, I don't... I'm sorry, baby. I don't think that... Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Say hi, Uncle Dean. Um, I, I, I don't... I don't, I don't Sorry. Hi. One second. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't think that marriage is about uh, have. It's all about having a, a piece of paper or a certificate. Um, I think it's all about commitment. You could be. You could be uh, married. In the Commonwealth, uh, as far as uh, our out situation, we're not married legally on paper. It's illegal in the state of Georgia, but um, it's it's not. It's having a a marriage license is not important to me because with or without paper, his his responsibilities his responsibilities are still the same. It doesn't make it greater or lesser because of a, a marriage certificate. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if. I'm, 
question. I don't know if I answered your question. No, I, you did. You did answer the question. And that's another question that a lot of people always like to bring up is, you know, biblically speaking, especially in the Old Testament, there was no marriage ceremony like that. The 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 the, the, per, the people or the, the two were considered married when the sexual act was committed. You know what I'm saying? Those two entities became one. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's something that we definitely need to get back to in keeping this government out of our business. And plus, always look at, you know, my great-grandmother and the elders down south. When you had those big, thick family Bibles from back in the day, you had a marriage license in there. You had a death certificate in there. You had a birth certificate in there. And if you have, you know, have those things signed by the right people, I mean, it's a, it's a legally, you know, binding document that says you're married. This is your death certificate. This is your birth certificate. So on and so right. forth. So because, because uh, to be honest, we wasn't even allowed to get married in this country, you know what I'm saying, especially during my great-grandmother's time, you know what I mean, my, my great-great-grandmother's time. So those are the types of things that they use to acknowledge their love for each other to quote-unquote put it on paper, even though the government at that time didn't acknowledge it. So my thing is, what does a, people, what does a piece of paper really mean at the end of the day? You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at the amount of marriage in this country, I mean, the amount of divorce in this country, it's, it's, it's astronomical. It's crazy. I know people that yeah. have been dating longer than friends that have been married. So, you know, that paper, in my opinion, means nothing. So I think that in itself, you know, is, 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 it holds no weight in my, in my opinion. But um, uh, let me go. Let me go to Sister Rhythm, and then I'm gonna get one or two more questions out the chat, and then one off of Facebook, and we're gonna let you go because I don't want to take too much of your time. Go ahead, uh, Sister no, Rhythm, you're... with your next question. Okay. Um. All right. So, if there is a third wife um being considered, what is there a limit? Um, and I just want to know, like, your opinion. Maybe not. Um, the whole house's opinion, but do you think that there's a limit to the number of wives that are necessary um, or not? Hello? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. Hello? Sister Tara, you, you there? We hear you. Oh, okay. No, I thought she, I thought she got cut off. I'm sorry. Um, uh, as far, biblically, is there a limit? Oh, okay. Well, biblically, uh, a man in our way of life is not, is only allowed to have four women, um, because he has to make sure he's able to provide for each one of those four women separately. Um, as far as me and my sister wife, uh, we have sat, sat down and, um, they come to the conclusion that he is. Well, come to understand that he is courting this woman, uh, a third woman, and we're, we're definitely accepting of it. Um, Nancy does want more women, but he's going to have to slow down after the third one. <laughs> he's going to have to slow down after the third one. <laughs> but uh, uh, this, uh, the third one, her, her name is Naima. I don't know if she's listening. I don't want to keep referring to her as the third one or this woman, but her name is Naima, and... Um, she is coming in um, as as a third wife, and we didn't give Nasi a cap, but Nasi knows his limits. He knows he's only allowed oh. to have four four wives um, in his way of life, and he has to be able to provide for all four of us. So um, in his way of life, he's only allowed to have four. And for the woman in this house, for me personally, uh, I think three is enough for now. <laughs> 
Absolutely. And I think it's important that, that you guys have those conversations because at the end of the day, you know, he may want something that you guys may not want, so those conversations have to constantly be had to see, you know, what's going on in your mind, what's going on in this other two sisters' mind as well as you guys continue to build this nation. You know what I'm saying? Your family in itself is a nation amongst itself, which to me is just so, so beautiful and empowering. Um, we have a question from Facebook, and this question is asking, um, is this something that you will promote for your children, especially your female children? Um, you guys have the twins and you have other female children in the family. Is this something that you will promote for them to partake in? If so, why? Well, well, um, like I said, it's not for everyone. I don't know I don't know how my daughter's mindset is going to be growing up, but I definitely do sit down and talk to her about it. I try to teach her as much as I can. Um, so that she may understand if her husband is into polygyny and wants to, that it may not, it's not going to look, it's not going to be uh, an evil practice in, in her eyes. She won't look at it as something evil or something uh, maliciously done to hurt her. Uh, I, I do teach her to understand that uh, her husband does have the, does have the, uh, um, I got the brain spark. Um, he is able to have more than one wife. It's not a law that he has to have more than one wife, but in the event that his that he is looking for a second wife, that it doesn't it's not a surprise to her. So I try to explain that to her because I, I I have a 15 year old daughter and I asked her a couple times. She's like, oh no, I I can't do it. I just can't do it. No, but she's only she's only 15. She's she's she hasn't fully uh, matured yet and understand the concept of it. But I do try to teach my daughters. Right. And it's funny you say that because early in the conversation, when I asked you the question, how did you feel about it when you was a preteen in, in your younger years, you said that you didn't see it happening for you as well. So it's funny that your daughter is kind of basically saying the same thing that you said. Yeah, yeah, because she's like, oh, no, I will want my husband for me. And, oh, no, I can't do that. So <laughs> I, 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 I kind of see, yeah, I kind of see why she would say that because growing up I thought the same way. But um, yep. getting older and mature, I, I, I look at it t- totally different. But um, if, she, if she's not accepting the polygyny, I wouldn't look at her with a side eye or be upset with her because it's not for everyone. Everyone don't have a, a strong mind to deal with polygyny. It is very tough to deal with, it, it, it's, uh, especially in the beginning stages. Um, you've seen your husband be affectionate with, with another woman that you, you have to be definitely strong to um to swallow that and accept that. Uh, me and my sister wife, we're kinda over it. We look like <laughs> when Nazi is is affectionate with one of us, we look at each other like, ew, go get a room. Like it's not even it's not even a <laughs> not even a, a, a jealousy thought in in you know with us. We look at each other like because like, in the beginning, when I first came in, I didn't want to hug him in front of her. I didn't want to kiss him in front of her. She was like, girl, you better get yours because uh, when I get mine, I'm going to get mine. So, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's just great because I, um, it, it's, just, it's just funny. The relationship we have is so funny, but it's cool at the same time. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, that's another thing that I appreciate about you all and, and – um, that I've learned just from conversing with Nazi in our relationship. Um, I know a lot of brothers. I won't say a lot because I would be lying. I won't say a lot. I know a handful of brothers who practice polygamy, and um, I know their wives, and 
I have not met anybody's wives who are as tight-knitted and close together as you all are. And I think that's what makes this whole process work. No matter how great of a man Nasi is, and we know he's a great brother, no matter how good you are to him uh, and you all are to him individually, I think a polygamous relationship all all hinges on you guys' relationship with each other. Would you agree or disagree with that? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. The baby was making noise. Can you repeat your question? No, no, no. What I was saying was no matter how good of a man I see is to you guys individually and collectively, I think the main thing that makes a polygamous relationship work is the, the relationship between the sister wives. I think that's kind of like the, the most important part of the equation. Would you agree or disagree with that? Oh, yeah. I, I would agree to 100% because you have some men out there that do practice polygyny and they, and, and the wives don't don't get along. Um, the man would tell the wife, well, you know what, it, it's not even about your relationship as long as it's just about your relationship with me. Well, you're stupid for saying that because what, happen, what happens if you, if you guys have children? The children is going to see the, the dissension between the wives, and then they're going to have dissension. It's going to be chaos between the children, chaos between the wives. It's just not going to work. The man is going to be forced to pick a wife. And what if he picks? What if he picks? What if he picks the wrong wife? What if he picks the wife that is not, is not his his rib, that is not there to to help help him be uh, the potential man that he could be? It it just wouldn't it just wouldn't work out. Wow, I, that is powerful. I, I think definitely, the women have to they have to gel and they have to come together throw all feelings out the window and come together because it, it, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't help out, especially the children. The children of our future yep. wouldn't help grow exactly. up uh, being bitter against the, the, the father and, and, and disrespectful. And, and most of the issues that we have now is for, is for children being not being raised properly. Mm. Wow. And you know what? And before I go to Sister Rhythm with her last question, I think the thing that is is so important when you look at this whole thing and we talked about in the last question about you all's relationship and how tight-knit it is and how tight-knit it has to be for the relationship to work properly and for, for you all you all to have that proper balance in your home. Another thing that I look at as well is I always think about sisters saying, I can't do it. I don't want to do that. I'm not sharing. I'm not this. I'm not that. Um, and you talked about it earlier about the whole self-esteem thing. And it's like we don't even love ourselves, and I'm not just talking about sisters. I'm talking about brothers, too. We all have self-esteem issues. So it's like if you don't properly love yourself, there's no way you can love another sister enough to be able to say, you know what, we're going to build a family together. This hu- this man is going to be both of our, our, our husbands. Your children are my children. My children are your children. It's like we don't love ourselves, so we can't see the value in it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, there's no way you can love your sister wife the way you love her if you didn't have that same love and self-worth for yourself. You see what I'm saying? So that's another thing we have to look at. Yeah, that's another thing we have to get back to is loving ourselves, man. Because if I love myself, then guess what? I'm going to want the same thing for myself as I want for Brother Nafsi and and vice versa. And as I want, you know what I'm saying, for my brother that's, you know, outside of my window right here. You know what I mean? When we really love ourselves and value ourselves, we want that to be, you know, for everybody that we come into contact with. And I think that's one of the main things and one of the main issues that we have when we look at this lifestyle. Again, 
this is not a show to promote the lifestyle and say we need to do this to save the black family. No, this is the black family needs way more than polygamy to save than for the family to be saved. But what we are saying is this is something that we should seriously look at, something we should, you know, take an honest and open view and, 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 and just check it out and see, you know, if it's something that could potentially work, not only for us, but for other people that we may be able to share the information with later on down the line, our children, our our, our grandchildren, you know what I mean? But we can't be closed-minded because we talk to people like the sister we talked to in part one who grew up in a, in a, in a uh, polygamous household in, uh, in, uh, in West Africa. And we talk to people like Sister Atara and Brother Nasi um, and their family and, and, and how they're doing it down in Atlanta, Georgia. So it's very, very um, real, and it, it works for some people. And uh, I'm just happy to, to see that these, you know, um, individuals are having great success because we need those success stories to show that this way of lifestyle works just like monogamy might work for the next person. You know what I mean? Uh, but Sister Rhythm, I'll let you go ahead and get your last question. And then um, I'll close it out with the last question for tonight. Go ahead, Sister Rizzo. Really. Okay. Um, I guess I would like, I'm interested to know, um, I mean, because I agree their marriage isn't a piece of paper. So, I mean, it's definitely about commitment. So is there like a ceremony um, that you go through um, to become a part of the, the family? Um, well, yes, ma'am. We did have a ceremony, and um, I don't know if you um, heard what Brother Diallo mentioned earlier. Um, first and foremost, what solidified our relationship as husband and wife is the uh, the carnal knowledge that we have of each other, which is the, the sex part. <laughs> um, so that consummated our marriage, and then we did have a ceremony together, um, myself and my sister wife and my husband. Um, I chose to do it together Um because that made our bond so much closer. I didn't want to come in and say, you know what? Because they didn't have a they didn't have a ceremony, um, and being that they didn't have a ceremony, um, it was something smaller than what we had. I didn't want to come in and say, well, you know what? I'm the second wife. I'm gonna have this big grandoso uh, ceremony. I want this. I want that. Didn't want her to feel left out. So I said, you know what? We're gonna do this together. Well, we'll have a ceremony together, even though they've been married for about 14, 15 years prior to me coming in. Um, I, I decided to say, well, you know what, Nasi, I want to have this ceremony together. And he's like, you sure? Wow. Yeah, I want to have it together. Why? Because I, don't, I didn't want her to feel as though I'm coming in and trying to do something totally oh, no. different and trying to outshine her and trying to make her feel bad. So um, we did have a ceremony together about four years ago. Uh, it was beautiful. I don't know. I'll, I'll post some pictures on Facebook, uh, Diallo. I don't know if you saw them, but I'll post some pictures. The ceremony was so beautiful. It was nice. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It, it was. It was a ceremony that we did have. We did sign some ketubas, which are legal co- uh, documents uh, in a court of law, where there um, uh, vows that were uh, agreed to um, and, and signed in a ketuba in front of uh, the elders in our community. So, yeah, we did have a ceremony. And it was beautiful, and we did sign some ketubas and. Um, uh, in, front of, in front of the people. Our parents were involved, children were involved. So it was definitely a great day. Right. So, yes, we did. And when to- you, and, 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 just to, and not to just, you know, stroke your ego because you're on the show, but, again, it speaks to the type of woman that you are when 
you're not just thinking about you because I thought it off the show. Every sister has that dream wedding, that dream husband, that dream magical day. And for you to implement your sister wife in something that you technically didn't have to implement her in, that shows the type of woman you are, and that shows why you guys' situation and marriage and arrangement is working and why it will continue to work because of the, the, the constant sacrifices that you guys make for each other. That right there speaks volumes, man. It, it, it speaks to the, to, the, to the woman you are at the core, which is, is just Thank powerful. You. That The fact that you say, you, you, you know what? It's not just about me and Nazi at this moment. It's about this sister who's been with him 14, 15 years and who's allowing me to come in the home. So let, let's make her a part of this day as well because this day wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our hurt. So that speaks volumes, and that's why we can look at you guys' situation and see why it's thriving, why it's working, and why you guys are having the success that you're having. Now, I hate to ask this next question, but it's a very good question, and it comes from the chat room, and it kind of, um, you know, speaks to what Sister Rhythm asks. What if something happens in the marriage where it's not working, you know, somebody wants to get out, you know, I, I need a divorce, I need to walk, I, I, I can't do this anymore, how does that work? Because you talked about the vows, um, that you guys, you know, you know, that you guys agreed upon and said to each other at the ceremony. But, you know, God forbid something happens and someone wants to walk away from the marriage. How does that work? Well, we would we would definitely come before the elders in our community, um, because the in the Old Testament it speaks about two or two or more witnesses establishes all matters. So we would bring the elders in our community together. First and foremost we would try to resolve the matter with counseling with elders and our parents and seeing if we can resolve it because uh you know the creator doesn't doesn't uh doesn't delight in divorce because it, it definitely sends a, a a negative uh energy out in the world and to our children so first and foremost we'll try to resolve whatever issues that we may have with counseling and if counseling doesn't help then um there's a, a legal document that we sign he he puts his statement down why he's divorcing or why the wife wants to divorce. Uh, he signs it. Uh, the wife would sign it, and two witnesses would sign it, and it would hold. It would, it would stand in court as a legal document. Wow! So that's wow! How that's powerful. And again, and again, the most important thing you just said that I think most people might not even call or might not even be paying attention to before the divorce is even move, you know moves forward. You guys go before a council of elders, and that's what we're missing in our community. It's like. The elders get old and we forget about them. We throw them in the old folks' home. You know what I'm saying? We we bring them out on the weekends and we let them go back. Like we don't we don't stay attached to our elders and, and to continue to seek that wisdom from them. So again, the fact that you guys are implementing the elders into the situation, you know what? Let's talk to grandma and grandpa, great grandma and grandpa who was married for sixty, seventy, eighty oh, yeah. years. Let's get some counsel and, and, and seek wisdom from them. Because, you know, we may be tripping and having a bad day or a bad month and want a divorce when their simple words and comfort can really just change the situation and have us looking crazy. Like, we really was considering divorcing about something like this when it was a simple conversation with the elders that pretty much changed everything. So the fact that you guys are keeping the elders involved, again, is, is beautiful. And I think a lot of times we seek counsel from from, you know, from doctors and from practitioners and from all these people, but we don't go and talk to the people that's been in marriages. You know what I'm saying? It's like wanting to play basketball, but you don't practice or you don't go and play basketball with other people. You just read books about it. It's like reading a book about basketball is not going to help you become better as opposed to playing it. 
So if you want to be That's successful right. in marriage, you need to go sit down under elders that have been in marriages and that are in marriages to help you become better in your marriage. So the fact that you guys are incorporating the elders is, is, is music to my ears. Again, it's it's a it's another um, you know thing about you guys that I love so much because it's not about you guys. You guys are doing the right things and making sure you guys have the right people around you to help you make great decisions, even when you know you may be in a situation where you may be having doubt or you may be you know not feeling the situation at that time. You know, it's like let's go talk to elders and see what they say. And a lot of times the elders are going to always shine light. But uh, Brother Nasi has two books out. One of the books we uh, we actually interviewed him on, the first book that he wrote, and the second book just came out right after he did our show back in June when him and Inky and Divine and Abundance had the big um, celebration in, in Harlem um, when they did the um, yeah. the presentation dedicated to the, to the sisters. <laughs> yes, go right ahead. Oh, yeah. Not, not to cut you off, I was definitely going to speak no, about no, no. that because you did mention you did mention about one of the sacrifices that a woman would do for her husband and for her relationship. Um, the book is called The Queen's Sacrifice. Um, it was up for for sale, but I had to pull it because, unfortunately, I did see something that I wanted to change um, in it. So it would be up uh, by the end of this week. The name of the book is called The Queen's Sacrifice. And to go in briefly about what the book is about, it's mainly about um, the daily sacrifices or not even a daily sacrifice, the things that women go through in life as a woman, as a mother, as as a wife, as a sister, to better her relationship with her husband. Um, there's seven chapters and it's not it's definitely not speaking about uh polygyny. It's not to to uh, uh to, to force polygyny on anyone, to force people to understand polygyny because that's not what the book is about. Uh, the book speaks about the fem- feminine energy that women emit to their mate. Um, it speaks about women intuition because most of the time women have intuition that men kind of overshadow and look over, but most of the time mm-hmm. our female intuition and it it, it 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 would tell it would tell the man exactly what's going to happen if he would just listen because we're in, the the women are in tune with the moon and their and their signs and everything and their dreams and everything so um, intuition female intuition I I would definitely think that uh, agree that women a woman's intuition would tell a lot if we if men or and women would just sit there and listen. Um, then I, I speak about pregnancy because a lot of a lot of women they go into the relationship and say, you know, I don't want to have kids, let's adopt. But that that in itself, getting pregnant and having children in itself is a sacrifice because we go through so much, and the fact Absolutely. that we uh, carry a life inside of us for ten months, that in itself is a sacrifice for a man. Um, for for a man because we, we put our life at stake that we, we go through physical changes, spiritual changes, emotional changes, just to carry a baby for our mate. Um, so I, I go in depth in about, about that. I also speak about some of the reasons why uh, women turn to uh, homosexuality and lesbianism is because of the fact that some of the reasons are the fact that women are definitely tired of being dogged out by men. Uh, so I speak about that. I speak about understanding the signs and understanding your mate. I personally believe that um, if you understand your signs, and when I say sign, I'm talking about Aries, Virgo, Taurus, uh, Cancer. If you understand the sign, because um, a lot of people may think, well, okay, reading the signs is about astrology and, and 
worship, devil worship, but no. The Bible even speaks about understanding the signs and times. That's right. And if you understand understand the person's signs, you would definitely understand your mate better. I personally, I was raised with, um, I was raised totally against signs because um, I was taught differently. I wasn't taught to read signs or to understand the signs or even get into the understanding. My husband, he definitely set me down to understand that we have to. That's the only way we're going to understand each other by understanding when you were born, at what time you were born, mm-hmm. how the shape of the moon it was when you were born, because we're definitely in tune with the signs of heaven, with the signs, with the stars, the moon, the sun, everything. We're in tune with the with the symbols of the earth. So understanding right. our signs will definitely give you a better understanding of who you're marrying. So we go into in depth about that, and the end of the the book we we speak about the actual queen sacrifice, what a woman would do even on um, on her dying bed to keep her family tight knit, to keep her family together. So it's a it's a it's a great read. It's a lot of information. It's some uh, definitely Nazi is a is a is a very humorous person. So he doesn't write just to write and 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 keep out the humor. He writes with anecdotes and stories and uh, a lot of funny stories. So if you've read his <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, if you read his first book, Ancient Science of Love, you'll definitely love yep. this book. Um, it's full of great information, um, lots of stories, and I definitely think you guys should go ahead and and get you a copy. Again, it's it's it it was pulled. I will have it back up by Wednesday this week. Um, I'll give you the the a text, Brother uh, Diallo, when it's up for sale, so that you can, all your listeners can go ahead and get them a copy of the book. Yes. Yes, please give me that as soon as possible. How can I pay you? Because I need to make, I need to order mine today. So whatever the price is, let me know, and I can send you the money, PayPal, however you want me to do it. So as soon as you finish okay. making the edits, I can, I can get my copy as soon as possible. Most definitely. I really appreciate the help. Yep. So, yeah, as soon as you get that information, I'll definitely make sure I get it out to our listeners and to everybody that's attached to our social media. But um, anything in closing, you have any comments or anything you want to say? Um, um, we again thank you and we appreciate your time and uh, for coming and uh, sharing with us uh, a little bit of your life and a little bit of your story. I, I think it's much needed and I think it's something that our people need to seriously, you know, take a look at and, and get an understanding about it. Because a lot of people, wow, I don't like that political stuff. Man, they don't know nothing about it. And like my grandma always said, how can you hate something and you don't know nothing about it? Like that makes no sense at all. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing with us on tonight because you didn't have to do that and we don't take it for granted. No, I I, I definitely appreciate you inviting us to your show. And I'm really sorry that my husband and my sister I couldn't make it, but they were, again, they were called in to work at the last minute. And um, I really appreciate you. I, I, I like to share out my experience with Felicity because a lot of women, um, they definitely – they, they they don't like to speak about polygyny because they've been burnt so many times in the past by um, ungrateful men and selfish men. But it would definitely work out if and when it's done right under the eyes of God, first and foremost. And number two, with the men not having a selfish attitude in the beginning, they're just thinking sex-wise. Um, so it, it, it could be a beautiful thing. Polygyny can be a beautiful thing because it's, uh, especially when there's children involved, there's it, so many different personalities to deal with that it, it, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, again, polygyny could be a great thing if 
and when it's done in righteousness. Absolutely, absolutely. Sister Tower, again, we love, honor, respect you, Queen. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to having you back again. As soon as I get to Atlanta, I'm definitely coming to hang out with the family, to see the babies, and, and just, you know, have a chance to spend time with you guys because I've been telling my see I'm going to get down there. And I haven't been south but once since he was here last, and I went to Mississippi, but i got to make my way over to Atlanta so I can come hang out with you guys and just hang out and enjoy yes. you all's company. It's long overdue, Diallo. It's definitely long overdue. Yes, 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 man. Will you enjoy the rest of your evening? Give the babies a kiss, and uh, we love you, and we appreciate your time, sis. Thank you so much, and uh, definitely do it again. Just let me know when. Absolutely, absolutely. Peace and blessings, beloved. All right, you too. And thank you again, sister. I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't get your name. Rhythm. Her name is Sister Rhythm. Sister Rhythm, thank you very much. And any other questions that you may have, um, sister, oh, Brother Diallo, you have my number. You can give it to her. If you have any further yes. questions you'd like to ask me or anything you want to talk to me about, um, I'm open, Sister Reynolds. Okay, thanks. I most certainly will. I most certainly will. No, no problem. All right, take care, beloved. You too. Have a blessed day. All right, peace and blessings. All right, that is Sister Atara. Great, great show. Um, great interview, man. One of the most in-depth interviews I think we've had in a while. And I love having people on and talking about subjects that I may not know that much about um, because I love learning and, and, and finding out new things. And she did all of that tonight in tonight's show. So, um, Sister Rhythm, any closing remarks you may have before I make our announcement to close out the show? Well, yes, it was a really good show. Um, really glad to get the female perspective, you know, and – um, her husband, when he was on the show, gave us a really good understanding. I mean, he, or gave me really good understanding of some things, you know, by the way he breaks it down and he understands women, you know, so you have to be able to understand each other for these type of things to work. You, you know what I mean? Um, understanding each other mm -hmm. and yourself. So she was, very correct, answered a lot of questions for me. So it was a really good show. Absolutely, man. And I think you hit the nail on the head. And if you read Nasi's first book, I'm telling you, especially the brothers, man, brothers need to pick that joint up. I'm not saying pick it up just because he's my homeboy. I mean, I am saying it because of that too. But also, it is a good book. I wouldn't tell you to waste your money if it wasn't, if it wasn't good. But he does a great job with his illustrations and breaking things down. And helping brothers to understand sisters, because sisters are very complex. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me rephrase that. They're complex, but they aren't complex. I look at women as being um, creatures that need and demand certain things. And if you, as a man, can give that woman the things that she needs and wants and demands, then she's good. You know what I'm saying? And Anasi does a great job in his book of explaining those things giving you an opportunity to, to look at things from their perspective and not our perspective all the time. So that book is is, is a, is a must-have. So I, I can't wait to get the new joint and uh, support my brother as well. So as soon as he get me the information, I'm going to uh, share that with you all and make sure you guys go and get the book. But the, the old book uh, that came out last year, The Ancient Science of Love, is already out. That joint is hot, man. My wife even read that book. She doesn't even really need too many books of, 
oh, uh, any of my friends that, that that I work with, you know, besides the health stuff. But the Ancient Science of Love book, she loved it because it was practical. Uh, now she wasn't talking over people's head. He made it, you know, nice and plain for you to understand. And he gave, gave great stories and great analogies for people to have an opportunity um, to understand. So that was powerful in itself. But um, great, great show, and thank you to her. And we'll definitely get uh, her sister wife as well as brother and I see back on the show at another point in time. But the announcement that I have to make tonight is we're going to take our our usual break uh, from the insightful hour. We always take a break right around this time, uh, the last year or so, um, because you have football coming and, you know, it's summertime and people are so busy and, and, uh, and out and about and the listenership is, is not where I think it should be. So I don't want to be just doing the show just to do it. So I said, you know, I have a family. Sister Rhythm has a family. Um, and, and, and this is the type of time we can take to spend with our family. So we're going to take a break from the inside for hour. When we're going to come back, I don't know. So I don't want to say a date and then we're going to come back and y'all hold me to it. So we're just going to take an indefinite break for right now, but you can still, you know, catch me on social media. I always, you know, post thought-provoking information, you know, keeping the family abreast of current events and things of that nature. Um, and then I am going to keep doing our Tuesday show that we created uh, here on iCandy Radio called I Am Music. Um, so we'll still be doing that. But um, just letting, you know, letting some time elapse and just chill and take a take a fall back and um, really enjoy the summer and enjoy our weekends because, as we talked about at the top, you know, doing things with our our, our sons um, during the summer, you know, encouraging getting out and spending time with your family. So you definitely want to help people to do that. And plus, I'll be tired. I ain't going to lie. You know, it's a big commitment to do a show every Sunday for two hours, and we've been doing this for four years. And so um, it's a big commitment, and I think you guys are always listening, but we just need to take some time away um, and just really recharge our batteries and come back, you know, bigger and stronger than ever and come with some new guests and make the show just bigger and better because every time we do this, it's a huge sacrifice um, and we don't take it for granted. So we want to make sure we do it to the best of our ability. So we ain't going to be on for a minute, y'all. I'll let y'all know when we're coming back. So Sister Rivers, i give you a chance. Any other statements or comments now that we know that we're going to be off for a little while and enjoy our, our, our the rest of our summer and some of our fall time. So anything else you want to say, sis, before we, Land the plane, as Reverend Will used to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, really. <laughs> not really. But I guess um, I will say, you know, this is like the probably the second indefinite break we took. Um, mm-hmm. And there's no real date on that one either. I just think, you know, you breaking up with me to do a show on Tuesday, but it's cool. <laughs> there she goes. There she goes. There she goes. That's so not true. That's so not true. You are right, though, because I do find myself having things to do on Sunday, but then I have Absolutely. to do the show, so I don't do those things. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah. So now you can't blame me when you miss something because you got your Sundays free now. So, you know what I'm saying? You can't blame me. And, it's, it's, and I'm not breaking up with you. Stop it. But, no, seriously, man, I, I think people don't I think people don't realize, man, a lot of the work that we have to put in. Like, I love this show. And it, it has, um you know, it has birthed a lot of great relationships with people that I have with now, people that I interview and end up becoming friends. So I, I love this show. It, it has been great. 
the last four years have been tremendous, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. But, you know, sometimes you got to take your breaks and, and, and step back. And I'm telling you, and rhythm know me, I'm a Gemini. So something will happen between today and three months, four months, two months, a month, and I'll be like, all right, we got to do a show. Like, I, I, we got to talk about We got to get this information out to the people. So she know I'm I'm crazy like that, and I will be back home before y'all even know it, so don't even trip. But, you know, I, I love doing this, and I, I think it's definitely, you know, necessary that we have people, you know, giving us information about us from us because we know when we look at the, the mainstream media, the Don Lemons and the CNNs and the Foxes, we know, it's a bunch of propaganda anyway, but, you know, you listen to our show, shows like Sister Bunny's Child when she was on, shows like Red and Bluefield, Know the Ledge, Dr. Arlene El Bay, uh, I Said to Do the Tears. When you listen to our friend's shows and our show, you know you want to get raw information, things that these other, you know, media outlets aren't going to give you. So it's definitely needed. And it's it's funny how all of our shows are on different days. So every day of the week you can get something from all of us. We on Sundays. You know, Notre Ledge is on, on Tuesdays. Eileen is on Wednesday. Um, Duke Tears is on Monday. So, I mean, every day of the week you have a smorgasbord of information, and we all bring different information from different angles. You know what I mean? Well, none of our shows are exactly the same. So um, I just appreciate that, but we got to take this break and uh, just chill, man, enjoy it. Um, I'll be in Chicago uh, Labor Day weekend for the African Fest as well as to see Robert Glasper. So Rhythm, get your tickets. We need to be in the building. Um, my cousin got my ticket already, so me and Yama are going to be there to see Robert Glasper at the uh, promontory on Friday. I believe that's August the uh, 5th, I want to say. It's the 4th or the 5th, but it's that Friday um, um, before the, the holiday. We'll be in town. And then we're going to see the Gold Pyramids and Gurney that Sunday. So anybody that wants to link up with us, holler at me. My number is everywhere. Thanks to Minister Inky, 202-4512, 202-4512, code 614. If you want to, you know, go to the gold period with us on that Sunday. Uh, September 6th is that Sunday. So we'll be going out there at 11 to do the first tour. And then um, we'll be um, at the African Fest on that Saturday. So we're going to be kidding. How much? How much is, how much is it? Yeah, because I forget. I mean, I'll go back again. I didn't take Ross with me the first time I went, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take Ross because I'm taking the boys. Um, the, mu- the museum is $15 for adults and $10 for children 17 and under. So it's a real, okay. real economical trip, and there's not that much. So, then, yeah, they give you a you nice. Have a lot of people, when you have a lot of people, they'll do the tour for you. Because I actually went twice. Like, the first time, they um, enough people didn't show up, so they didn't want to do the tour. Wow. So. Wow. You definitely got a lot of people they showing up. Definitely, yep. So, yeah, so definitely if y'all want to go with us, I'll put it out to my Facebook people and, and uh, the people in the 40 Day Fruit Fast group and on Instagram. Holler at us, man. Let's make it a big trip. It's the holiday weekend, so most people don't have to go to work that Monday. Um, and come hang out with us. We'll be kicking it all weekend, man, probably eating at B-Gabs, eating that good food, supporting my, 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 uh, my black-owned businesses. And uh, and kicking it with the family and going to the African Fest that Saturday. So we're going to have a whole fun-filled weekend. Um, so holler at us. So until then, I'll holler at y'all. Peace and blessings. It's been fun, and I will see y'all sooner than you think, family. Peace and blessings. Good morning, love. Let's try something new. Let's go discover more about me and you. Taking the day. 
Just imagine featuring King. We'll see y'all family. Peace and blessings.